Texas Southern and the Houston Texans pull off a game-changing sponsorship. Yes, Willie Simmons is a good coach. And the Madlocks to Alabama State would be a major W. Oh, yeah. It's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast. Your number one daily one-stop HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, the mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day in my alma mater texas southern just had an historic deal set in stone putting ink is just dried they have a partnership with the houston texans a two-year partnership that in my opinion is absolutely groundbreaking and possibly game changing i'm excited and i'll tell you the truth how about the deal is i was on twitter just scrolling doing what i do just wasting time away of course you know y'all can find me on there at south exclusives come talk to me if you want to i see a picture of lovey smith on campus the new houston texans head coach and i'm like i mean of course i I was a little jealous i was like of course when i leave campus everybody wants to start coming bet's on campus the Houston Texans on camp. Well, really, I thought it was just Lovey at the time. Lovey's on campus. I see Lovey and his amazing beard. I'm like, oh, look at this guy. I could have got some beard tips from him. You know, he could look nice. Facial hair look nice. I'm trying to get mine like him. You know, I'm going to shave these sides off soon. But then time goes on, and I realize, oh, no, they weren't just there for some photo ops. They were there to announce a partnership that, in my opinion, is going to be phenomenal. And I hope that more teams and more um, schools adopt it. Now. I want to lead in with a quote from Houston Texans' Cal McNary. And if you want to just a quick summation of what this deal really is, this quote provides a, a phenomenal just summarization. And that is, it's our hope that this partnership will enrich the next generation's love of the game of football, love of the game of football, and provide unique opportunities to our community's future leaders, community future leaders. Those two part right there, the game of football and the future leaders, are the part that you need to really hone in on. Now, within this partnership, there are three core principles, and there's ways that they plan on taking care of that. Principle number one through three is improving athletic facilities, funding scholarship opportunities for female student athletes, and then lastly, student, faculty, and staff engagement. The ways they plan on doing this, and I'm going to break them down. I'm not just going to list it off to you. So they plan on donating the team's artificial playing surface from NRG Stadium which is where the Texans play. Now, my hope is that that field that is donated goes to Durley Stadium, which is on campus. Now, Texas Southern really only plays their on campus, or excuse me, only plays their homecoming game on campus. But my hope is that I don't know when the contract with Dynamo Stadium, which is the soccer team in Houston, that's where they currently play. I don't know when that contract expires, but whenever that contract expires, I'm really hoping that they get to play on campus because I think on campus games is what's best for Texas Southern right now. And we continue looking. It says support football field house improvement, assist recruiting top tier student athletes to TSU. I'm all about recruiting top tier athletes to the school. All right. And I mean, are you really a fan of a school if you don't want that? So I'm all about that. 
But before I even cared about that, I've always been saying we need to inc increase the facilities, improve the facilities. If you don't think facilities and what then all of that matter, if you don't think facilities mean anything, then go get one of these power five, go get your Bama, a, a typical HBCU coaching, I mean, excuse me, training staff, um, as far as how many it is, um, give them the same training rooms, the weight rooms, the locker rooms, give them all of that. There's a reason that people invest in these things and they do matter. They mean something. I was listening to uh, a Jalen Ramsey interview and he was detailing the difference between Jacksonville and the Rams as far as the coaching or the training staff and just how it's helped his body. So training staffs really do matter. Let's get that out there. So I love the fact that they're improving the facilities because I, I, I talked about it when Tennessee State improved an important part of development as far as a program building up a culture, having some of the better facilities in the SWAC really could lure some top talent, especially being in a rich area like Houston. I like that move. Let's keep going. Award scholarships to five female student athletes each year. And y'all already know I'm an advocate for women. That goes for women playing sports as well by um, Dr. Kiki Barnes. But it's also about the athletes. And above all of that, like if you're not taking the, the big picture and we're just trying to keep it very specific, five women get to go to school for free now. It's that simple. Five female student athletes get to go to school for free now. That's another scholarship player that some of the, the women's sports can use. Then lastly, it has create opportunities and programming that will provide access to professional, de professional development, internships, and mentoring for TSU faculty staff and athletics leadership it's important to remember that the general public makes up the majority of the, the the student body it's not athletes so i i love the fact that the houston texans are a football team and they of course are going to be connected to the tsu football team but beyond that they're giving out scholarships to female student athletes then they're also helping the general student body those who don't play football don't play any sports but then also the sport the athletes are also available to have those or they are allowed to have those same benefits to professional development man most guys aren't going to make it we know that we know that it's about forming that network forming that circle of people that you know now what if you're a football player and you're a business major and you're really trying to get a be about your business be a real businessman right now you can take this status that you have around houston make it into a business and create a name for yourself in the area and then be able to grow as well but you have to know what you're doing you have to get around the right people those internships those developments i love it this is a great move so not only is this great it's not done by an individual now lovey got a lot of credit in the press conference but this is the houston texan standing behind tsu and i'm so I'm so impacted by it because TSU is not the type of school that you invest in. If we're just being honest, excuse me, they're not, they're not the type of football program that you invest in. Typically, they don't have that big name coach. So you're not seeing that Deion Sanders, that Hugh Jackson, like, oh my gosh. And they don't have the history of winning. So it's not like they're super successful where it's like, yeah, we're going to buy into this team. The Houston Texans are simply doing this because, hey, we're in Houston. It makes sense. I didn't see it coming, but it makes sense since tsu is completely a school that you invest in but the football program has not been that for a little bit and this could go a long way to getting them to that you know it's just that that 
HBCUs are getting shined at a real opportune time. And I would love to see other schools do this. Maybe a North Carolina Central pairing with a Carolina Panthers or North Carolina A&T or Winston-Salem State. There's a lot of schools over there. Um, maybe a, I don't know which Florida team is closest to FAMU. I think it's Jacksonville. Maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars partner up with FAMU. There's so many things that you could do that I think could be super impactful. Like, really, I think this could be absolutely great. And I hope that more people continue to do this going forward. And I want to talk about Willie Simmons. Since we just mentioned fam, you want to talk about Willie Simmons because apparently there's some confusion on whether or not he's a good coach. Crazy to me. But one thing there should never be any confusion about is just how good Built Bar is because Built Bar is the Swiss Army knife of protein bars. It tastes just like a candy bar. I'm talking about covered in chocolate. Oh, all these delicious flavors. Ooh. But then there's protein that a protein bar would have. 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. It is absolutely versatile as far as tasting delicious, being good for you. And then you can also get the Built Bar Puffs where you get the marshmallow covered in chocolate. And you still are not being weighed down you're still getting the same health benefits so if you want to know where you need to go to get them go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your offer All right, so keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. I do appreciate that. And I want to tell you about the Locked on NFL Draft coverage. See, starting on April 28th, day one, round one of the NFL Draft, they will have coverage day one, two, and three, which is rounds one through seven on the Locked on NFL Draft YouTube page. Now, if you're itching to understand or know who they have you april 18th we will have a mock draft show on the locked on nfl draft podcast feed and odyssey starting april 18th so make sure you're checking that out april 28th for the live coverage april 18th for the mock draft you're not going going to want to miss it now i have a statement that may or may not be controversial willie simmons is a good head coach now to me not controversial not at all to you, I'm not quite sure. See, I thought this was something that we were all in agreement on. I thought we all understood that Willie Simmons what he needed to do to be considered a Weber. I seen somebody say he wasn't. I was lost. And I came with two reasons that someone could say that. Number one is the fact that I feel like you're too concerned with the end result. And this is not me saying that the end result does not matter, whether that is Super Bowls, whether that's NBA championship, um, college football championships, SWAC championships, since we're going to keep it with FAMU. But when you only focus on the end result and you don't look at the journey, you're missing so much of the picture. See, we used to have black and white photos, but you're missing something. Now we have color. We have color for a reason. So please do not make yourself look at things in black and white anymore because it is not that simple. It isn't. See, when you only judge on the end result, then everybody who does not touch that end result is kind of even. You have to have some way to differentiate if there's 16 teams in the conference, only one, and maybe you say two are in the conference championship. Now you have 15, 14 schools who are coached by coaches who are now, I guess, equal. No, they're not. They're not because what happens on the way 
matters. So that's one way to think of it. And then another one is you hate me. You hate me. And that's just is what it is. And I say that because I think in sports as fans, naturally we have a rival or we have somebody who is going against us and we want to kind of slight them or downplay them or whatever. But when you get to a certain point, you kind of hate. See, I'm a Saints fan, devout all my life. It's all I know. It's all I know. Julio Jones is one of the best receivers of all time. He's an Atlanta Falcon. I hate a Falcon. I absolutely hate a Falcon. But you think I'm about to sit here and say that Julio Jones isn't one of the all-time great receivers? No, because at that point, I'm just hating. I'm, I, I can't. We can, we, can talk, we can talk trash all day. And we can say this, that, and the third. But let's not let our, our fan bias make us delusional. That's the only other reason I could think to say that. Because as far as success goes, he has that. He's been at FAMU for three seasons. The first season, he was five and five, right? Okay. The next two seasons, he's won nine games in those seasons, nine and two, then nine and three. He took that team to the FCS playoffs. So Jackson State, first off, some people tell you that he that they were better than Jackson State. They just played really early in the season, and that was only a one-point game. So it was a super close game in a game that their quarterback was starting their first his first ever start and was really rattled. He shook back and had a much better season. So you have the fact that, hey, this quarterback was having his first start. This was at the beginning of the season. There are many Rattler fans and just HBCU SWAC fans that will tell you, hey, man, fam, you might have been the better team. They might have got Jack. So it wasn't like a great degree of separation. They went to the FCS playoff, something that had not been done in a long time for a SWAC member. So there's so many things that you have to take an account for. He's led that team to success. He had success in Prairie View before he got to FAMU. Eight win season, seven win season. So he's had success. Never had a losing season either. He's had some success. So let's acknowledge that. But then also, I know we don't have to agree with what other coaches and people who are peers of these guys say. However, I do believe that it should hold some weight. And that's the fact that Willie Simmons is talking at the Texas football coaches clinic. See, I was going to leave it alone. I was going to let just let it go. But then when I saw that, I said, people really think he's not a good coach? Really? I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't get down with that, okay? Because I think that if you're invited to talk to, at a FCS or, excuse me, at a coaches clinic, that's a testament to how good you are, at least how your peers respect you. Let's take a look at who's there. You have... Joe DeCamillis, which is the Los Angeles Rams special teams coordinator. Wade Phillips, who is the, excuse me, not Wade Phillips, but Dan Quinn, who is the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. Both of those guys are highly respected on their side of the balls in the NFL. And then you also have FBS coaches from Tulane, University of Buffalo, and Air Force. See, one thing I didn't name is an FCS coach. You know I didn't name an HBCU coach. It's just not often you're going to see multiple HBCU coaches at these things. Not yet. I think it will be, but not yet. So not only is the only HBCU coach from an HBCU, excuse me, not is Willie Simmons the only HBCU coach. He's also the only FCS coach out of that whole subdivision. He's the only one who was invited to speak on his offensive philosophy. If somebody invites you to a coach's clinic to speak on philosophy on your side of the ball, you are a good coach. It's that simple. I understand that we are so focused on the end goal. But if you look at what happened in between or the other parts of the story, really, then you're going to see he had success. It just wasn't the 
championship. And then also, if you just remove the fan bias and don't talk with, the, with your emotions and you just look at it, the success is there. The respect from his peers is there. The specialty on the side of the ball is there. Willie Simmons is a good coach. I don't really think that should be debatable. I also want to talk about another good coach, but this time he's a basketball guy. And that's Tony Madlock and his move from South Carolina State to Alabama State. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online because you see the shirt, right? If you're on YouTube, you see the shirt. If not, know where your timestamp is right now and go look at the YouTube right now. If you're listening on audio, go check it out and look at the fact that I got this NOLA shirt on. Y'all know what it is. New Orleans, Louisiana, Let's say Le Bon Ton Roulet, right below the shirt. For those who didn't want to go look at YouTube, that is what I am wearing. And that's because my pals knocked off San Antonio. I told you, if you listen to me, you probably would have made some good money. You would have made some good money on that game. Now you have another chance. They're going to be going against the Clippers today. It's not too late. Look at the spread. Look at your odds. Put some money. Put some money down. Put some money down. Let's see what the over-under for Brandon Ingram points are because he was doing really good. Matter of fact, let's see what the over-under for C.J. McCollum points are. You're going to have that game. You're going to have um pelicans versus clippers but then you're also going to have hawks versus Cavs. those are your playing games before we get into the nba playoffs let's wager on that but make sure you're using betonline.net because well they're the fastest and easiest way to wage on all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts wrapping up today's episode of locked on hbcu i want to give the word of the day because i used it already but i forgot to define it and that word of the day is opportune meaning occurring at an appropriate time and i believe that alabama state scooped up tony madlock at a very opportune time because scoring both the madlocks the coach and the player is a major w for this program now if you remember just a couple of days ago, I talked about, and if you didn't check that episode out a couple of days ago where I discussed Tony Madlock's d departure from South Carolina State, go check it out because I am going to reference it a couple of times in this episode. And I mean, hey, I'm sure you did it already because you make it your first listen of the day every day, right? I ain't got to doubt you. But anyway, I want to talk about it very briefly because I made a statement in there and I want to back it up. And that statement was the fact that the exact reason why Tony Matlock was so good for South Carolina State is the reason why Alabama State is taking him away. Now, earlier in this week, I talked about how it could really hurt South Carolina State and maybe send them into a like back into an abyss and be a crippling loss for the program. And I was not being hyperbolic with it at all. I really think that's true. So if I'm saying that about his departure from South Carolina State, one can only imagine what the impact on Alabama State would be, right? Because you would think it would be pretty similar just in a positive way instead of a negative way. And I think that it could. Now, they're going into a very similar situation. This is why I think he's the perfect coach for Alabama State. See, last year, he was going into, he being Tony Madlock, was going into a situation where this school had been bad for a long time. He was in rebuild mode. And it wasn't a slow rebuild. It was a quick rebuild. And that's what made him so attractive for Alabama State. See, they hadn't had a winning record 
in over a decade. He still didn't get that done, but he was 15 and 16, which was their best record since their last winning season. And that was in his first year. Now, the extra benefit that Alabama State has over South Carolina State is they are hoping to get an error out of Tony Matlock. They didn't get that at South Carolina State. They got a singular year. And that singular year was so impressive that Alabama State said, okay, I understand that Moe's gone. He went to Jackson State. We got to get us one of those guys. Tony Madlock is one of those guys. TJ Madlock is one of those guys. And we're going to talk about him in a second as a player. But last year, South Carolina State had a major victory over the University of South Florida as well. So you see in an out-of-conference opponent get knocked off which is always impressive. You've also seen them compete in their own conference, getting the number five seed in his first year. And his first year is always the important part when talking about this. So I think that he's the perfect man for the job. He's been through this. In a way, he might have it easier because Mo probably did something. I know they didn't win a lot of games, but you would think that Mo made some, somewhat of an impact. Maybe he had a couple of guys looking a little bit more, and maybe he can keep those guys from flipping, flipping over to Jackson State. By Tony Madlock saying, look what I just did. Look what I just did at South Carolina State. Look at what my track record is. And his only, and only his first year as a head coach, like a permanent head coach. He was an interim head coach before, but this was his first year as a permanent head coach. Now let's get into the player because we, we've talked about Tony Madlock and how he can do a lot and probably do a lot quickly. We'll see. Hopefully, I know you're hoping that he does it quicker than if you're talking about Mo Williams. He took two years and still didn't get over two two victories or 10 victories. You're hoping he moves a little faster than that. But I mean, at the end of the day, Mo did what he could, you know, he did what he could and we'll see where he goes from there. Now I want to talk about TJ Madlock because if you drop freshman TJ Madlock, that's really what makes it so opportune. You're going to have this duo right here, a father son for three more years. They're also going to have a much better name situation than Johnny and John. You know how many times I mixed up who was Johnny and who was John at Texas Southern. Also, shout out to Coach Johnny Jones for his extension, by the way. Get your bag, my guy. Get your bag. But if you drop T.J. Madlock on last year's Alabama State team, he'll lead them in points. He would lead them in assists. He would lead them in steals. He would lead them in rebounds. That's if you drop freshman T.J. Madlock on that current iteration. I know things might change, but I'm just taking the stats from South Carolina State and placing them on Alabama State. That is going to boost your team. That's the type of guy that you are adding. That's the type of guy that you get excited about. And not only are you getting excited about that kind of player, you're also getting excited about the type of coach who has shown the ability to have a quick rebuild, a quick reload. Not even a rebuild, it's a reload. Yeah, sign me up for that. Um, that right there, Tony Madlock, TJ Madlock joining Alabama State. That's a that's a Jameis Winston type W, right? You got you got to eat the W. That's what I think James from Alabama too. Yeah, so. Eat the W, man. That's what that is. If you want me to eat more W's, then continue making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. If you want me to eat less W's, keep making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. And maybe comment and let me know how you feel about the whole eating W's thing. Shall I leave that to Jameis? Let me know that in the comments below. Pretty please, because I might keep doing it. I don't know. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that you need to come back next week as we talk about Texas Southern's new women's head coach we're going to detail how she made it there what was her journey to this job now you need to make locked on nfl draft your first or your second listen of the day because eric crocker ryan tracy they got a lot of great knowledge for you they're trying to get you prepared for rounds one through seven 
The draft's three rounds. You guys, or excuse me, three days. You need to get prepared for it. Now, in the meantime, in between time, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.